This is Radio Crystal Blue. I'm Dan Herman. Early May 2022. Make up for a little bit of lost time with my uh, recent illness. Very happy to give you lots of good music. And hey, much more to come. Lots more rock and other related sounds in this next segment. And I remind you to just keep it where it is. As later on, I do have my promised album focus segment coming up. With the uh, Johnny Winter tribute album I have here called Brother Johnny. And some details on how to submit music for future editions of this program. The show is always free to download, share, and stream in full on a number of places. And please note that the original version of the show is recorded so that it can be heard four to five hours in its original format. But because of the RSS rules from the host, I cannot do audio for more than three hours total. So the show is in two parts. I split the original show into those parts roughly from its halfway point between segments. If you want to hear the how the show was originally uh, recorded, you can go to either one of two websites, mixcloud.com or the Internet Archive at archive.org and look up the show date and you'll have that experience waiting for you. We'll move on ahead here to uh, our next segment as we continue with uh, The Rock. Why not? And uh, a band I've uh, just come across here, a band based in New York, has this real goth sort of uh, overtone, I guess. And if you're a fan of, let's say, like bands like uh, The Velt, who I uh, championed after some time, and... Uh, or the Damned, uh, the Cults, you know, bands that definitely rock out, but also have this uh, peculiar darkness about them, and yet dynamic at the same time. Um, you'll like this band. Real compelling stuff. Uh, again, the the whole goth noir thing is very present, but um, I like it. And as much as I like all the songs that they've written on here. There's a cover song that I was curious about when I first saw the title, and I thought, well, why not? Let's do this one. And it slows down a popular song from a band the Buzzcocks recorded back in their heyday. So let's see how this band uh, attacks it. This is a band called Black Rose Burning and their version of Ever Fallen in Love.
the crimson sky We'll learn to fly One day No one to hold on to Ain't nobody's son But I'll reach the sun
Nobody thought I'd turn out like this I've had a lifetime to learn my lesson But I never quite got the message So I drive all night It's alright if I just make it out of here alive So when I fall down I pick myself up I beat the dust off my shirt And I try not to trip myself up
good series of rock there from uh, various parts of the world as you'd expect and uh, varying uh, degrees of loudness and it's it's all good it all sounds wonderful together doesn't it Silverstein it's over from their new album Misery Made Me SilversteinMusic.com Silverstein on Twitter May 1st we're at the Rochester Main Street Armory in Rochester, New York May 3rd, Old Forester's Paris Town Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. June 3rd and 4th at the Slam Dunk Festival. One version north in Leeds, one south in Hatfield, elsewhere in the UK. June 6th at the Black Lab in Waskell in France. That's a guess because it's spelled W-A-S-Q-U-E-H-A-L. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. June 7th at Gantine in Augsburg in Germany. Pretty confident of that one. June 11th at Tower Music Club in Bremen. June 12th at Aarhus C in Denmark. Actually, that's the name of the town. Pardon me. Train is the name of the venue. Aarhus is the uh, city. June 15th at Grunsmann in Hamburg. June 21st at Circula Magnolia Estival. Our festival, I guess. In Segrate in Italy. June 24th, Yera on Era Festival, Il Sistin. I think. Iselstein, I think, is the name of the town. Y-S-S-E-L-S-T-E-Y-N. I swear, I'm learning new towns every time I do this show, and sometimes I just strike out in pronunciation. Again, you can help me with the uh, words on these. Especially if you're in those towns. June 25th, the Eventstream Rockfest in Munster, in Germany, of course. June 26th, at Full Force 2022 in Grafenhanken, elsewhere in Germany. There's a cool band called Sevi. The tune called Hate You. SeviBand.com, S E V I band, that is. Sevi Singer on. Twitter. They hail from Bulgaria. And it's a keynote song for their upcoming fourth album. They're touring with a band called Hardline in Switzerland later this month. Chosen to support Epica at Unix Stadium in the city of Sofia. A show that should just about be past tense by the time you hear this program. Sevi are Svetlana Bleskova, 
or Blisnikova, uh, Rally Villanov, Pavlin Ivanov, and Alexander Kirillov. They're one of the most successful rock bands in Bulgaria. They've been part of the lineup of the biggest festivals in that country so far, and its numerous concerts in Europe. They have opened for the likes of Blackstone Sherry, Tom Kiefer, Nightwish, and Evanescence in Sofia itself. We've also had the opportunity to work with the producer of Ozzy Osbourne and Five Finger Death Punch, Kane Churko, for their latest uh, singles. Upcoming shows for them include May 17th at the Silver Cube Lounge and Hard Rock Lounge in Diesdorf, May 19th at Johnny's Lion Cave, part of a two night stand in the town of Rubach, elsewhere in Switzerland. May 21st at Concertfabrik in the town of Pratel, elsewhere in Switzerland. Napoleon, I Better Run. We've heard this track before from this band based out of Toronto. They are on Facebook. You just look up the phrase Napoleon Toronto. They're starting a tour at the end of the month in Hamilton playing the May 26th in Windsor May 27th in Guelph May 28th in Oshawa on the 29th in Ottawa May 30th at Hudson QC June 1st in Montreal June 2nd Quebec City June 3rd in Sherbrooke also in Quebec June 4th in Peterborough, Ontario and June 5th back in home base of Toronto playing the spot called The Garrison. It's all the info I have on them at this time. Blacktop Mojo Strike Me is one of their uh, newest tunes on the web at blacktopmojo.com Blacktop Mojo on Twitter. May 1st, they're in Bloomington at the Castle Theater. That's Bloomington, Indiana. May 3rd at the High Fine Indianapolis. May 4th at the Manchester Music Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. May 6th at the Arcata Theater in St. Charles. I want to say that's Michigan, I think. May 7th at the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan. May 8th at the L in Horseheads. May 10th at Morgan Hill Events Center in Harriman. I don't know where those are located, though, as the notes I took are a little bit on the blank side. May 11th at Aura in Portland. That could be Maine. May 13th at Montage Musical Rochester. That's definitely New York State. May 14th, Tally Ho Theater in Leesburg. And my notes are a little bit empty at this point because it doesn't give me exact location, so I'm going to skip the rest. But there's more information you can find at their website. Again, you can go to blacktopmojo.com for the uh, definitive 411. Cool to hear from a band called the Venomous Pinks, and man, the production level is amazing. This is a band from Arizona. With their uh, big album, Vita Moore, is coming out uh, in June. 
and this is a solid pop punk kind of a a sound and there's a single and video out already the track we heard from them is called apothecary ailment Drea Dahl is the guitarist and vocalist and she says following quote Apothecary Ailments, a track about how consuming the cycle of addiction can be. I witnessed someone close to me struggle with severe addiction. It was a matter of life or death. The lyrics are a plea for them to choose life. I've had my own personal battles over the years, and facing one's demons is never easy. For the, be- uh, for the video, we escaped to the landscape near the Lost Dutchman Park in Apache Junction, Arizona. Since this is our first album, it was important for us to show the world our roots and where we grew up, end quotes. Let me briefly see here that they are playing Montreal's Posa Fest 10 in late May alongside Propagandi, Cloud Nothings, Belvedere, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, War on Women, and many others, and touring with the likes of the Dead Kennedys and Necromantics in June. And lots more uh, coming from them, so... Drands on guitar and vocals, Gabby Chaos on bass and vocals, and Cassie Jalili on the drums. They are thoroughly a punk band. Not necessarily a girl band or a chick band, but a punk band. Good stuff. And where to come from them? TheVenomousPinks.com Venomous Pinks on Twitter. V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S-P-I-N-K-S or much more from them. It's been too many moons since we last heard from Voice of Addiction. Shinigami is that uh, epic uh, punk song uh, that they have here. It's their latest entry. Voiceofaddiction.com VOA Rockers on Twitter. June 3rd, they play Bridge City Fest. June 3rd through the 5th. I think that's an online-only show. Not sure. I know they're still based out there in the uh, Midwest. I think around Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Doing what they do best. In the event June 3rd through the 5th, I think their show's on June 3rd. We hear from Crash Karma once again. Blind Faith is the name of that one. Crashkarma.com K-R-A-S-H-K-E-R-M-A dot com. Same spelling on Twitter. Doing your Save the World tour with Fozzie. Looking like, uh, not April, but May 2nd. They'll be on Amplified Live in Dallas. May 5th at the famous Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles. May 6th, Garden Grove Amphitheater in Garden Grove in California. May 7th at the Goldfield Trading Post in Roseville, California. May 8th at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. May 9th at the Virginia Street Brew House in Reno. May 12th, Sunshine Studio is live in Colorado Springs. May 13th at the Oriental Theater in Denver. May 14th at Temple Live in Wichita, Kansas. May 15th, they're at Cesar Temple Live once again in Fort Smith. Not sure 
of the town because it's not listed in my notes. Interesting. Okay. More to come. You can find more information on the website. And, of course, as always, keep checking through the website directly. Make sure you call the venue and be sure that uh, details are still in stone. Go back to the UK for a little bit for a band called Mad Haven. We heard the song Wait to Continue. This is a band I don't really know all that much about, though I do like the song they sent me called Wait to Continue. Doing their best to provide some good vibes through good times. We've done some tour dates with a band called Huxon. And now working on their full debut album. Live album coming out in June. Releasing limited edition live album merch and singles along the way. And you can see them next May 1st. Station 18 Festival and Hangar 18 in the town of Swansea. Headline show May 13th at the Carlisle in Cumbria. May 19th, the Call of the Wild Festival at the Lincolnshire Showgrounds in Lincolnshire. June 2nd, the Breaking Bands Festival. Doesn't give a location, I think. It says Bromsgrove, I think it says. I'll go with that. June 11th, the headline show at the Motorsport Lounge in Landudno. That's got to be Ireland. Could be. And some more shows. Upcoming. Mad Haven. Madhaven.co.uk. Mad Haven Band on Twitter. Smash into pieces. A shot in the dark is what we heard from them. It's our latest single. And coming back to the States after three years, touring with Star Set, Red and Fame on Fire. For these shows, May 25th, they'll be in Kansas City, Missouri. May 27th in Denver. May 28th in Salt Lake City. May 30th in Portland, Oregon. May 31st in Seattle. June 1st, Boise. June 3rd in Sacramento. June 4th in Las Vegas, June 5th in San Diego, June 7th in Santa Ana, California, June 8th in Phoenix, June 10th in Wichita, Kansas, June 11th in Oklahoma City, June 13th, uh, no, June 12th in Little Rock, June 14th in Atlanta, June 15th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Again, some more details on their website. SmashIntoPieces.com for the rest of the story. Okay, so what'd you think of that uh, cover of The Buzzcocks Ever Fallen in Love? I kind of like that one. It's from their new album, The Wheel. BlackRoseBurning.com BLK Roseburning on Twitter. George Grant is the uh, primary musician and vocalist for uh, this one, which he also recorded and mixed himself. For live performances, he assembled the likes of Frank Morin from World of Frail Friendship Society and Luis Infantas on drums from the band Monster Zero. Quoted for his website, he says the following, This release was a labor of love after the success of my first record. I was working through and adjusting to the post-COVID landscape 
and took solace in having the time to make another proper record. Over the past four years or so, quite a few relationships that I valued were destroyed in an instant over politics or just basic unacceptable differences. Then came COVID and I lost a few more for reasons beyond their control. There was a lot of anger in my first record. This one's more melancholic than angry. I write about outer space a lot. On both records, I find inspirational. It's vastness. It's the place I'd most like to go. Maybe the place I'd most like to escape to might be a better de uh, definition. Wonderful stuff. And again, this album um, about to be released. And uh, like this uh, Buscock's cover to kick off this edition, or this segment of uh, Radio Crystal Blue anyway. Dan Herman here, you there. This is Radio Crystal Blue. Remember, you can find me through the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and who knows? I might add a few more, depending on uh, how viable they are, if uh, Twitter isn't. We'll see. Email is dan at radiocrystalblue.net. I am very excited to give you the story of this tribute album to Johnny Winter from no less than Edgar Winter. The album is called Brother Johnny, and this latest edition of Album Focus is our opportunity to hear a featured album, whether it's a concept album, compilation, or a tribute album, that we'll get to hear track for track over a number of shows. This one will probably cover five shows, which means... This one, each of the shows in May, and the first one in June. And there's so much to get to on here. There's practically a book that uh, Edgar has uh, included here with some notable photos. And I'd have to skip around in terms of telling the story. It's not very straightforward, but that's okay. So you'll, uh, pardon my pauses while I... Uh, skim through any important parts. But there is uh, details right at the very beginning that is most important. And reading from Edgar's own words, here's what he has to say about the making of Brother Johnny. Quote, I don't make many albums these days. They all mean a lot to me, but this one's particularly personal and very special. So before I even get started, I feel compelled to explain my feelings and clarify my motives and intentions here. As many of you may know, my brother Johnny passed away in July of 2014. Johnny was touring Europe and had just played the Cahors Blues Festival in France, which was destined to become his last show. He had traveled to Switzerland, where his next show was scheduled, the one he would never play. He would pass away in his sleep there at the hotel in Zurich before he even got the chance. Let me first say that although Johnny was have departed this physical plane, his spirit, his music, and his presence will always live on in my heart. Always. Johnny was a true bluesman. He played the music and lived the life. He came in and went out the same way. True to the blues. And I love him for that. Now, after his passing, many people immediately started trying to convince me to do a Johnny Winter tribute album. Somehow, this just didn't feel right to me. It seemed like exploitation, using Johnny's name and memory for other purposes, as a promotional tool just to sell records. 
not something I wanted to see happen or was willing to be a part of. I thought someone was bound to do it, but it wasn't going to be me. Now, as time has passed, I have started to reconsider. This didn't happen all at once. The first real change occurred on stage. Just two weeks after its anticipated return, we were scheduled to start a tour called the Rock and Blues Fest. We were both playing with our respective bands, and there would have been jamming together at the end. I was devastated and expected the tour to be cancelled, but the promoters wanted to go on as planned with me and my band as the headliners. The first night after playing Frankenstein to honor Johnny's memory, I closed the show with Johnny B. Good, Rock and Roll Huchiku, and Jumpin' Jack Flash, dedicating the rest of the set to Johnny. I expressed the tour to be very emotional, perhaps sad, and possibly difficult, but Playing those songs turned out to be a great source of strength and comfort to me. Everyone on tour was so kind and supportive getting up to jam, and it became a kind of tradition. There was such an overwhelming outpouring of love and respect for Johnny. I began to realize it was not just business people sensing opportunity here. It was Johnny's true, loyal, and devoted fans who wanted to see this happen as well. The world seemed to be crying out for this, so maybe it was time to surrender to the natural flow of the universe, and just let it happen. I started to question my own motives, asking myself, why didn't I want to do it? I realized a part of me deep down in my heart did want me to make this album. It was just the circumstances that never seemed quite right. I talked it over with my wife, Monique. I trust her intuition more than my own judgment on analytical thinking, and we always make these kinds of decisions together. She was all for it and said, I think you have to make this album both for Johnny, for yourself, and for the world. You owe that acknowledgement to your older brother. If it weren't for him, you wouldn't be where you are today. There's no need to worry about it. If it's meant to happen, it will. Just let it be. Here's what finally decided the whole thing. A friend and fellow musician I had just met said, Wow, a Johnny Winter tribute album. What a great idea. You've got to do it. I know this guy you just had to talk to. His name was Bruce Cordo. He was originally in computer software, sold his company and planned to retire, then became interested in music and film production, and now has formed his own record label. So he's got all this interesting and valuable business experience, but doesn't think or operate at all like the typical businessman. He loves music, science, and the arts, and he has this unique personal vision of doing things he believes in to revitalize the industry help authentic musicians, and make a real difference. Believe me, I know Bruce, and he will love this idea. What's more, when he believes in something, he goes all out. Let me at least run this by him, then you guys can talk, I said. Sure, that can't hurt. Besides, he sounds like an interesting guy, whether or not we decide to do this. If he's interested, ask if he minds you're giving me his number, and feel free to give him mine. Talking to Bruce was the real turning point. He's such a character, full of balanced enthusiasm. To him, anything is possible. You can't help but love an attitude like that. The conversation got deep and we talked for hours. Here's a general gist of what he had to say. Quote, I was the guy sprawled out on the floor in the beanbag chair, amazed by the album covers, immersed in the liner notes, swept away by the music. Of course, I knew exactly what he was talking about because... I was that guy, too. We all were once. 
unless you were just too young to have experienced it. And if you were, then how about some music that would take you there? He went on, I listened to Johnny's music. I cranked up your Frankenstein. I blasted a free ride in the car. There was so much great music in that era. It was magic. And there's a whole world out there who might remember or may have forgotten or maybe never even heard it before. They deserve it. Let's bring it back. I'm up for that, I said. It sounds great in theory, but can we really do it? I guess we'll never really know until we try. So let's just say for the sake of argument that we're doing this. Let's talk about the album itself. Here's the first question that comes to mind. In some ways, I think I know Johnny better than anyone else on the planet. As kids, we were inseparable, much closer than average brothers. Not only did we learn to play music together, but because we were both albino, we shared a unique personal perspective on life different than anyone else's. Here's the point. To the general public, and even among his biggest fans, there's a color perspective of Johnny that's quite different than my own. In other words, the image that Johnny chose to portray to the world is not the Johnny I knew. Here's what I mean. There are certain songs everybody associates with Johnny. Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo being the most obvious example. Johnny stopped playing that song in a set several years ago, which was perhaps perplexing and maybe disappointing to some of the fans. I happen to know why, but that's another story and not the point here. The question is, should it be on the album? I say yes, absolutely, but here's the real more important and bigger question. Should this album simply be a tribute to the great legacy Johnny left the world, or rather a more personal tribute from me to my brother, based on my own particular preferences and what I think he would have wanted? The answer, I think, is a balance of both. Bruce seemed to ponder this a while. He said, I think that has to be your decision. You should follow your heart. I will do everything I can to make this project the best it can be. We will spare no expense, try not to attract all the try to attract all the best people and really do it right. I promise you'll be first class all the way. I may have questions from time to time and will try to express them, but ultimately the creative decisions should be yours. I want to make this a success, but I'm not doing it for the money. In fact, I intend to donate a good part of my share to a charity set up to help disadvantaged musicians. I'm doing this because the world needs to hear this music. End quote. When I heard this, I knew Bruce was the right person. I've been concerned about keeping our motives and intentions pure out of love and respect for my brother, and I could see that Bruce felt the same way. Now, Edgar goes on here and jumps around to different songs and the making of them. And I'll get to one story here right away. There is a mention of uh, one of the core performers on this uh, album here. That would be... Uh, where did I see his name on here? Uh, Greg Bissonette. And uh, he was... Uh, I was just watching a video of Greg was talking about uh, being a double drummer for... Uh, Ringo Starr and the Ringo uh, Ringo's All-Star Band talking about the genius of uh, Ringo and um, the use of uh, rhythm and interpreting things in different ways and uh, Edgar here is mentioning um, 
commenting on uh, Greg's best time, coolest groove, and super technique, and uh, did some work on this album a little bit, as a matter of fact. On, let's see, how many songs is he on here? I think he's the main drummer, in fact, on uh, all these albums, or rather all these songs, pardon me. And, let's see, there's people like uh, Bob Glob, who's played with all the greats on bass, and there's Ross Hogarth, and uh, other folks. I'll tell you now as we go through all these songs over the next number of shows. And I'm going to start off with three songs that kick off this album. And somewhere in here, if I if you give me a chance to look through it, I'll uh, tell you the story of uh, making of this one particular song. As soon as I find it in here, because it's uh, not exactly in any kind of order or label in any way, but that's okay. Just so much to read through. And let's see, I think I found it. Nope. It's something else. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Edgar's words again here, and I quote from him. Now, when I think about Johnny... His authenticity as a bluesman reflected in his early writing, and particularly his style of slide guitar. If there's one song that best epitomizes and brings all those elements together to represent the many aspects of who Johnny was in the early days, that song would be, have to be Means Hound Blues. Every time I hear it, I think, now that's real Johnny Winter. It just captures the essence of everything he was. To me, all this made one of the most important tracks on the album and probably the most difficult to replicate the original feel on. Although my intention was never to make a Johnny sound like or a copy album, I wanted this one song to be as authentic as possible. I wanted only guitar, bass, and drums, exactly like Johnny's original blues trio. But I couldn't think of anyone out there who had naturally played slide anything like the way Johnny did. Then I thought, Joe Bonamassa did such a great job with Johnny's regular guitar style, I wonder if we could do the same thing with the slide. So I called Joe saying I didn't know where else to turn, and that he was our last and best hope. Joe said it would be a real challenge, what he was up for. Don't worry, I got you covered. I think he viewed it as an adventure that would add a new dimension to his playing. We scheduled a recording for a few weeks later to give Joe a chance to study. When the session rolled around, he said he was ready, and man, was he. As soon as he started playing, I knew we were home free. Joe rose to the challenge and beyond. I swear, I've never heard anyone, other than myself, able to get inside Johnny's plank like the way Joe does. He nailed it, dead center, Johnny Winter. When I put on a version, it takes me back to the first time I heard Johnny play it. I get that same old feeling, and I hope you all will too. Let's see how this turned out. I warn you, A-list stars all over this album doesn't get really any better than this. Meantown Blues, Edgar Winter featuring Joe Bonamassa sounds like this. (laughs) 
Featuring Cab Mo. And, oh yeah, there's some stories about this one. Let's see what Edgar says about this. When we were kids, we both loved music, but Johnny had this drive and determination. He had the dream, that burning ambition. I love music in and of itself, just for the beauty of harmony, melody, and rhythm. It was a deeply personal and private world for me, but Johnny wanted to be famous. He watched Bandstand and read all the magazines. He was Johnny Cool Daddy Winter with the guitar, the pompadour, the shades, and the girls. I was the quiet kid who played all the instruments. Now here's the odd thing, the irony of it all. Johnny worked relentlessly all his life to attain this goal, and when he finally achieved it, the success, the money, the fame and fortune, the adoring fans, the recognition so hard won, the dream come true, 
everything he wanted in life. He hated it. He used to say, I never thought it would be like this. I feel so alone and cut off from everybody and everything. I don't know who I can trust or even talk to. Certainly not the business people who are supposed to be on my side. They're just trying to sell me and whatever I've got. They don't know who I am or what I've been through. To them, might as well be dog food. And the people, the fans, the girls, they sure don't know who I am. They got some kind of crazy, fancy idea of a superstar all made up in their heads. None of it's real. Nothing is real anymore. So he hated it. But he loved it too. Be careful what you wish for, the paradox of life. It was quite a shock at first. Johnny became very disillusional and went through an extremely difficult period. But as time went on and the years rolled by, I think he eventually came to accept and even appreciate all he had gone through and accomplished in life. He said he was happy and satisfied near the end and liked to believe it's true. In a way, we went through this together. And though I tried to write this as I think Johnny would have written it from his point of view, it came from both our hearts. The idea of being a star uh, a star yet feeling all alone must have gelled sublimely in my subconscious to give me the perfect title, Lone Star Blues. When it came to me, I thought, and we're from Texas to boot. Now you can't beat that. When it came to a special guest artist for this one, there was one and only one person I wanted to do it with, and that's Keb Mo. I didn't know him at all, but Ross did the Taj Mahal album that won the Grammy, so he knew and worked closely with both Taj and Kevin. I asked Ross to ask him, and Ross set up a get-acquainted phone call. I explained all about why I was doing the album, how much it meant to me, and about the specific song and the idea behind it. He was very nice, straight from the heart, and real. He seemed open to the possibility and said he would like to hear the song. All he had in the scene was a simulated slide guitar I played on keyboard in a typical Chinese style of uh, vocal and drums. In this case, less was more. What we were hoping was for Kevin to make it into a Keb Mo song, and that's exactly what happened. I was totally over the moon when he agreed to do it. He broke the whole thing down and started over from scratch, paint, putting all the instruments on himself. All the guitars, bass, and some great vocal lines. Keb Mo is a real blues man. He feels at heart and soul. He has his own unique style that's absolutely perfect for this song. Keb Mo. With, let's see what he does on here. Essentially, does all the guitars, bass, and vocals on this. Edgar Winter, of course, on lead vocals, and Greg Bessonette on the drums. We heard Still Alive and Well, song penned by no less than Rick Derringer, and that's Kenny Wayne Shepherd on the guitar solo and uh, fills all throughout this uh, song. Edgar there on lead vocals and organ. Phil X on rhythm guitar and supporting vocals. Sean Hurley on bass, and Greg once again on the drums. Oh, and Will, here's that story. For Alive and Will, Edgar says, I wanted a real blues guy. The first person I thought of was Kenny Wayne Shepherd. We joined each other slightly, having played some multi-act blues festivals together, but never in the same band. I called him up, and he was super nice and ready to rock. I sent him three songs and he picked this one, just as I had hoped. 
When the session rolled around and Kenny Wayne walked in, we started talking as he was setting up, just getting to know each other. I found out he was from Louisiana, my old stomping grounds, which I hadn't known. I smiled at myself and thought, no wonder I like playing playing so much. I'm from Texas, where the liquor laws are 21, as opposed to 18 in Louisiana, just across the border. So the Bible belts a couple notches looser over there. Really great, warm-hearted, fun-loving people. We started talking about all those old clubs we both had played, without ever having known it. The song was done in nothing flat. Kenny Wayne played that same old swampy, sleazy, slinky blues I'd grown up learning all my life. It was very down-home, just great. When it was finished, Kenny said, Is that it? Just that solo and the few fills? Have you got anything else? Kenny Wayne did play out one more song, but that's another story to be continued. <laughs> oh, and uh, Phil X was played with uh, Bon Jovi the last 10 years or so. He officially replaced Richie Sambor in 2016. Need I say more? So, we heard... Still Alive and Well, featuring Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Mean Sound Blues, with Joe Bonamassa on the slide guitar, Sean on bass, Greg on the drums. A nice way to kick off this album focus here on Radio Crystal Blue. The new album, just out, it's called Brother Johnny, from Edgar Winter. And if you think that is good, boy, there is so much more in store that you're going to hear over the next number of shows. He does have a website. It's edgarwinter.com. This is Radio Crystal Blue. I'm Dan Herman, and uh, glad you've stuck with me to enjoy this and, of course, all the good music we've heard for this time together. I do have one more... Uh, uh, segment for you and uh, thanks for putting up with me with my nose and everything in my throat because I'm just just about cleared up I was waiting until I was sure I could be heard okay and I'm not sure my voice is going to hold out much longer so thankfully this is the last segment so we can uh, keep this a little bit short but I do want to mention in brief that submissions for music are always accepted and certainly, if uh, you know of anyone who has a good concept or compilation album or tribute album like this one we just heard, feel free to uh, ask my mailing address and I will provide that to you. Or you can send via email, dan at radiocrystalblue.net. Submissions by email are fine. I'm pretty careful on what I choose. Uh, my rules are these. Music must be from active performing artists and must have a 2022 release date. CDs, as usual, get top preference. And with that said, let's get right back to the music and we'll go back to a band, speaking of Texas, to a duo that uh, get into some uh, jazz-oriented folk. And I've always liked this group. I believe... Uh, uh, let's see. What is her name? Stephanie. Just had her birthday earlier in uh, April. And they continued to lightly tour 
uh, around Texas. Got a few shows coming up. And let's see about that while we uh, enjoy this music. Going back to their self-titled debut, they are the Brems. This is called Red Dress. Send our sons and our daughters to war. You send our sons and our daughters to war. You send our sons into battle and our daughters into hell. You send our sons and our daughters to war. 
And now you want us to do it all again Yeah, you want us to do it all again Have you learned no lessons From the deaths of the millions Yeah, you want us to do it all again I see your sons and your daughters are alive I see your sons and your daughters are alive Well, you make these big decisions Then let others do the killing I see your sons and your daughters are alive You have done very well for yourself I see you've done very well for yourself You can't even say sorry You think it'll cost you too much money You have done very well for yourself And you see life through the camera and the lens Now you see life through the camera and the lens You see life through the camera That's why you never feel the anger You see life through the camera and the lens I hope you never set foot here again I hope you never set foot here again I hope you have to keep on running Just in case you see us coming I hope you never set foot here again Leaving you behind 
child now Don't I feel like you Looking out at the world from inside baby blue Reaching out to places you don't quite understand There is so much to learn and you were only given two hands But didn't little doggy just die in the street? Didn't those tears just roll down my cheek? Don't I see her some nights in my sleep Starting all over again La 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 Starting all over again Brother Don't I envy you, you know I'm gonna be there soon Living out in the green, tucked inside nature's womb You know that mountain hideaway, it might as well be the moon From where I'm singing here, locked in this hot city tomb Didn't I just tell my best friend goodbye? Ain't nobody gonna swell up and cry No need to explain to her why I'm starting all over again La 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 I'm starting all over again In a different kind of light Holding on to yourself with all of your might Feeling out the changes Sorting out all the lies Cause you always told me, son All you've got to do is die Where I sat long ago Starting all over again La 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 I'm starting all over again Here I'm singing with nothing to show Nowhere to leave from and nowhere to go Here I sit where I sat long ago Starting all over again 
She's faced the hardest times you could imagine Many times her eyes held back the tears And when her youthful world was about to fall in Each time her slender shoulders Bore the weight of all her fears And her sorrow no one hears Still rings in midnight silence through her ears Let her cry For she's a lady Let her dream For she's a child Let the rain fall down Upon her She's a freed and gentle flower Growing wild And if by chance I should hold her Let me hold her for a while But if allowed just one confession I would pick her from the garden to be mine Be careful how you touch her, for she'll awaken And sleeps the only freedom that she knows And when you walk into her eyes, you won't believe The way she's always praying for her debt she never holds the sorrow wind still blows, but only she can hear it, so she goes. Let her cry, for she's a lady. Let her dream, for she's a child. Let the rain fall down upon her. She's a free and gentle flower Growing wild She's a flower Growing wild She
They are Levent de Loire, La Centaurie, Twenty Printemps is the uh, newest album of theirs. Again, I'm not the best at French, but best I can do, I think. Leventonoir.com, L-E-V-E-N-T-D-U-N-O-R-D.com. That same spelling on the Twitter. May 6th, they played a live room at Salter in the town of Shipley in the UK. May 7th, they're at the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic in Liverpool. May 8th, at the North Wind in Bury. May 14th, at the Oak and Thorn in Fort Bragg, California. May 15th, at Mendocino College in Ukiah, California. May 16th, at Sweetwater Music Hall in Mill Valley. May 27th, looks like the media premiere of something called 20 Spring. That is in Montreal. June 16th, the moon at O'Bannon's in Telluride, Colorado. July 1st at Auberge La Fascine in Saint Bernard-Saumur in Montreal, uh, not Montreal, but Quebec. And some more shows going back to the United Kingdom following those. Nice to hear from Kate McLeod once again. Another tune from her new album, Uranium Maiden. That's called Train Across the Great Salt Lake. A little violin instrumental. I don't like uh, this violin instrumental to close this edition of Radio Crystal Blue. That's why I put those together. K-A-T-E-M-A-C-L-E-O-D dot com. Same spelling on Twitter. Planning a trip. Looks like uh, whitewater rafting, I believe. And it's a themed event as it's uh, a plan to do some songwriting. uh, Pardon me, June 20th through July 2nd, it's a trip along uh, Green River. Let's see what this is about. Fifth Annual River Trip, Colorado River and Trails Expeditions. Kate providing music and Ken Sanders providing storytelling. For a river experience in Desolation and Grey Canyons. Very cool ideas. She is one of the many taking part at Folk Alliance International in Kansas City, Missouri. June 3rd, performing at Woodenshoe Park in Peewa in Utah. June 7th and 8th, she's giving two creative music workshops on June 7th for arts educators at the Arts Express Conference and performing original music during the conference luncheon on June the 8th. That conference takes place in Saratoga Springs in Utah. June 18th, performing at Mountain Folk Festival in Aldi, Virginia. Then there's the trip along the Colorado River. August 5th, Park City, Utah, at the Kimball Arts Festival. And... Lots more to come. She has been kind of uh, dormant uh, with uh, gigs until now. She also is focusing on recording. A collection of songs by the American folk musician Jean Ritchie. Studio sessions have already begun for this. Vance Gilbert. It's a familiar song, Wildflower. From his great album, Good Good Man. Vance Gilbert. 
Gilbert.com. Vance Gilbert on Twitter. In terms of uh, details, he does his uh, Monday Night Acoustic thing on the web. Donate if you wish. Also, you can donate to uh, Vance's new album uh, funds. What he calls his Vance Funder. Promises that $1,000 plus makes you quote-unquote executive producer naming heavy black font on the album. And he has some words here about a friend of his named Pete Azur. And he says the following, quote, I adored Pete. Watching this giant of a man fly on the fields of Geneseo, New York was always a joy. He was a fine model airplane flyer. Really clean builder, if but a believer in the war with the better school, and the nicest, always smiling guy. Pete beckoned me over to his car at one NATS and said, Hey Vance, you're good with big biplanes. Maybe I have a few minutes to help you get this thing going. I believe it was a Sopwith Pup or Camel, all green, beautifully finished, and huge. For the uninitiated on not model here, a big balsa wood constructed, tissue covered, rubber band powered free flying airplane doesn't necessarily translate into a heavy model per se. But it can. And his did. Still, it looked pretty flyable after a once-over, so we commenced. Pete entrusted me to the first test glides over the unforgiving short grass at the National Wordplane Museum, where we hold our yearly contest. It was a lot of airplanes, so I was kneeling and test gliding out of my hands to a spot 10 to 15 feet in front of me, in some more accommodating tuft of green. We adjusted some toil surfaces, added some nose ballast, wound up a bit, and got to go. Not far, not for long, but got to live up to my reputation in his eyes, and being able to work a little magic, and Pete left me with a feeling of trust and some great laughs. And he had a wondrous laugh. Sorry, Pete, that I made you laugh because I know that it inflamed your COPD. But you still laughed, flew, wheezed, laughed some more, flew some more. Guide your grandsons who clearly thought you hung the moon to fly non-stop through the weekend and made time to make me feel like I actually knew something about something. As your people might say, yahe and sage up, Pete. Sure, as your sister requested, I'll play old white men on Monday night. To the rest of us modelers out there, hell, any and all of us sporting a pulse, there's a final date stamped on your butt, and only the good load can see it. What are you saving your best for? What day is that? As my modeling people say, use the good wood. Fans perform next, May 6th, 6th Street Concert Series, Worthington, Ohio. May 7th, Oswego Music Hall in Oswego, New York. May 26th, Kerrville Folk Festival. It's the 50th edition. There at the old Quiet Valley Ranch. He says, welcome back home in Kerrville, Texas. VanceGilbert.com Vance Gilbert on Twitter. Two-time artist of the year here on RCB. Greg Greenway, starting all over again from his album Songs from the Beginning. GregGreenway.com for some more details on that. And I see one show for him ahead. That's uh, May 14th, live at the 8th Step at Proctor's. 
joined by percussionist Fabio Pirazzolo in live show there, Proctors in Schenectady in New York. I mentioned Danielle Miraglia earlier, and actually I kind of overlooked the idea of actually uh, pairing up Danielle with uh, Monica Rizzio on the uh, playlist, but that's okay. Danielle with Walkin' Blues from her album Bright Shining Stars. Danielle M. Dot com D Moralia on Twitter. Now spelling here is D M I R A G L I A. And lots to tell you about here. Amongst all the notes here, this is a bunch of things. The uh, Bob Dylan birthday bash is in Barnstable, Massachusetts. That's uh, May the 6th. She's performing that alongside Matt Barillo. And Art Tebbets. We'll go on to May 13th. Danielle and friends at Salio's in Somerville, Mass. Danielle along with Matt and also Tom Bianchi and Fabio Pirazzolo. May 14th. She is solo at the Crossroads Music Series North Andover in... Uh, Massachusetts. May 20th, Savitone's Third Wednesday. That's uh, Savitone's. Let's see. That's in uh, Medford in Massachusetts once again. Let's see what else she has here. June 10th, she's at the Kelly Center in Havertown in Pennsylvania. Havertown, isn't that isn't that in Delco? I don't think that's too far from me. That might be interesting to put on the uh, calendar. Let's see. What else? June 11th. Ah, Shine House Concert. Split bill with Robinson Treacher. That's out there in Long Island in Comac, New York. Giant, uh, June 18th. With uh, Blues Music Award nominee Peter Parsick. Playing in Somerville, back in uh, Massachusetts. And some more gigs far ahead in the distance. Tim Ively. And this uh, social commentary song he calls Drones. Does have a kind of a bit of a droning sound to it. Don't know much about him. He is from South London. Solo songwriter with guitar. His aim is to play songs with words that move people and music that gets them moving. And pretty simple. That's all his uh, statement really is, basically. May 5th, he plays an open mic at the Horse and Groom in Merton. That's in London. May 9th, at Jack's Open Mic Club at the Bread and Roses in Clapham, elsewhere in London. May 29th, is the northern launch of his uh, music. And let's see what he's got going on here. June 3rd at uh, Printer's Playhouse in Eastbourne. June 8th, an open mic at the Lewis Road Inn in Brighton. Tim Evely, T-I-M-E-V-E-L-E-I-G-H.co.uk for much more information. The Brems. 
Red Dress from their self-titled debut, TheBremsBand.com, T-H-E-B-R-E-H-M-S, The Brems on Twitter. Got a few shows just ahead. The Blue Ostrich Winery and Vineyard, and uh, let's see. It says St. Joe, abbreviated, I'm not sure where that actually is. Hotel Crescent, Bonesh, on May 21st, and the Anime Blues Convention on uh, June 10th. Locations, to be specific, are not captured in my notes as I found them, so go to the website for some more details on to uh, what they're up to and down with. I think that'll put the cap on the bottle for this edition of Radio Crystal Blue. I'm Dan Herman, and uh, thanks very much for listening. Got some good shows ahead for the next several, knowing that we'll probably have a little more focus on Folklines International for the uh, middle of May, and of course, uh, well, at the same time, the Kerbal Folk Festival will be a very big deal for its anniversary, so this next show will be an even bigger one, and of course, some more music from the new Brother Johnny album from Edgar Winter as part of Album Focus. So, you can look look forward to the release of that uh, program. Let's see. May 10th is my... Or May 11th is my targeted publishing date for that. Then May 20th or 21st and then the end of May for the one following. This show is being published around May 2nd. Actually, as I record this, yeah, about May 2nd sounds about right. So, uh, thanks for being patient with me as I uh, deal with my uh, head cold, which is just about uh, vanished, tending to get my uh, throat back to full speed. Of course, um, I thanks to all of you in advance for uh, spraying the good word. Whether you download, share, or stream the material through podcast platforms like Audible, Spotify, Amazon, Anchor, or the smaller outfits. Or if you're listening through your smart device. Again, thanks very much for doing so. I'll see you next time. Be well. Namaste.